from Scotston. This is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast with Jack and Ashy. Hello and welcome back to Warriors Weekly, the official Glasgow Warriors Club podcast. You can now listen to us on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts and Acast and every other podcast platform. Tickets to our home semi-final against Ulster are selling fast. If you're a member of our Warrior Nation, then you can now buy your tickets before they go on general sale this Thursday. And if you've got a good feeling about the semi-final and think we are going to make it to Celtic Park on May the 25th, then you can buy tickets for the final now at scottishrugby.org. Earlier today, Gregor Townsend named a 42-man training squad for the Rugby World Cup with 17 Warriors involved. I sat down with Jonathan Humphreys, who has been involved in picking a Rugby World Cup squad before, to talk through all the things that have to be considered. This is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast. Do you know I haven't had one letter since I've been here? No one has sent you a letter? No fan mail? Well, no, I, I did used to get uh, hate mail. Yeah, well, I sent yeah. most of that. So I think that's a positive. <laughs> so that's right up. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Thank you. So, John, you've been involved in selecting a World Cup squad and everything behind the scenes there. Gregor's named his today. Let's talk about that process and what, as a coach, what do you have to consider when you, because you know you've got such a finite number of players what things have to come into consideration um, well obviously the, the, the key one would be form you know it's uh, uh, players form towards the end of the season um, but when, when it comes to selection you've got sort of key criteria you know your front row um, your, your, your key second rows and, and you, you probably work off your, your key team which you think is going to start that game but then it comes in, into effect of because uh, you're limited with numbers, can people play in different positions like back row, um, second row? Um, can you get is anybody else who can cover scrum half? Uh, like a Nico, for instance, he plays the wing, but he can become a scrum scrum half, which allows mm-hmm. you to free up uh, personnel for other positions. Um, and it's um, you're, you're almost looking into a crystal ball in in, in terms of that. So um, I'm sure Greg is thinking about. You know, probably this is his starting team in the first game, and so you know. The so last he will be thinking that far ahead. I, I think so, and, and sort of you know, they're, they're your key personnel. They're the ones going to be in. You got a real. You know, we we had um, in the last World Cup, we played Japan, and then we played America, sort of three or four days later. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's a based on what 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 potentially could be a team there, but you know, it's because you're, you're limited with with. 32 players is it 32? 31 31 players it's um, yeah it's it's about those key decisions who can play in different positions you know at that level so going into a World Cup it's a being like you said being able to play in a couple of positions much better than for you than, than being a specialist as a player um, well yeah well so, someone say for for instance like Fraser Brown mm-hmm. he's, he's gold in terms of he can play back row he can play seven as well as hooker Right. Um, and they're looking at probably someone like Sam Skinner can play back row and uh, and second row. So you know those sort of permutations are, are massive. So that that could you know it, it could be maybe free up another back row spot or, or another wing spot or centre spot or or someone like that. So that, that that's how it works. It's interesting what you said about form. How how important is that really if the players kind of wobbling a bit at this time of the season that will be taken 
into consideration, you think? Um, yeah, I, th- I think you know he'd have his nailed on spots. Mm-hmm. You know, the majority of that, that that squad would have been nailed on. It's just those people, you know, fringe players, um, who would have th- who would have thought maybe a month ago, yeah, I'll give him a shot. But then all of a sudden, somebody else, but maybe like a Scott Cummins, who's played really well towards the end of the year, could have find himself, you know, perhaps put it put ahead of somebody else who you wouldn't have expected. So if you know, form is always is always key in this. Um, you know, I, I remember the last World Cup. Uh, you know, Scotland finished. You know, we finished bottom, wooden spoon. Mm-hmm. Glasgow went on to win that league, and really provided uh, a massive impetus and um, going into the World Cup, which which was months later. But you know, that was that was key to some of the personnel being selected. You mentioned Scott Cummins there. Gregor's said that he's going to add two more to his list based on. Um, how players play in these final games of the season? Would you expect him and maybe Kyle Stain, Stephen McDowell on the backs to be people on his mind? Um, I think so. Um, I mean, you'd like to hope so with someone like uh, Scott, who who was excellent for us during the the Six Nations, um, and kept his spot, you know, through a lot of competition after that, and and has played particularly well. So you'd like to think that um, he's in his thoughts, um, and and the same with Kyle, who's who's been been excellent for us in terms of coming back and being being a glue to our back line. So, yeah, I reckon it, it might show up somewhere. How important is leadership in, in a World Cup group when you're going away and it's such a small group? How experiencing leadership, maybe could that overtake someone's playing ability if they can actually bring a group together? Yeah, I think, um, you, you know, your leadership group, you know, especially in, in Japan where you feel... Uh, as an outside you think there's a lot going on well it's not you know we were in Japan for two weeks and um, in, in Tokyo and, and trying to find things to do so they're going to be out there potentially sort of a couple of months mm-hmm. so y- your leadership group um, not, not just your leadership group but the, the group of players who, who, who devise sort of fun around the group mm-hmm. and, and that ext- excursions that, that comes into your mix um, you know I'm just reading an article on someone like James Haskell mm-hmm. um, who, who's gold in terms of his personality within a squad um, and so you're looking for, for people like Ryan Wilson for instance who was who who's gold in terms of a lot of energy a lot yeah of so it, it, you know it doesn't come strictly I'm not saying that's because with, with Ryan but I'm saying certain players if they're, if they're 50-50 in terms stuff of stuff like that will come into consideration definitely because it's so it, the, you know the, the picture is so much bigger than just putting the team on the field how different is a World Cup to a to the Six Nations in terms of the group atmosphere, I could, like you said, because you're away for such a long period of time. What else have to you? Well, it, it's, it's different in terms of the build-up to it. You know, it's a it's a proper build-up. Like in Six Nations, you turn up week before, then you have a, you have a week or so prep, and you're into it, and then mm-hmm. it's over like that. But with with the World Cup, you've got months preparation. You go in different places, warm-up games, so the whole process is elongated. And when you actually get to the World Cup. Um, you know, it really hits you how big this thing is. You, you can sense the the fact that the world's watching. Yeah, you can. You know, every every, every game is is huge. Every moment in these games is huge. And uh, you know, the the Samoa game would would live with me forever. In terms of you know the whole you know, St James's Park and and the way the game was and how it was going back and forth. I think that's that's incredible. Three Glasgow hookers in that Scotland squad. Personally, you must be pretty pleased. Oh, I think they. They, they, they both, or well, the three of them, provide 
you know, real X factor. They all they all present something different. You know, uh, Grant potentially could be could be excellent. Well worth his place because you know he's come into our team and, and it's been seamless. You know, there's been a, a few little bumps along the way, but he's turned into what I consider to be you know uh, an athlete that can compete at an international level. So, and then George Turner, we know what he can do. Mm-hmm. You know, he's. Uh, He's Hate abrasive. to play against him. Yeah, he's abrasive. He's dynamic. Um, and then you know, Fraz, who was for us these last three weeks, has been outstanding. You know, it shows what what a what a quality player he is. And 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 Ren said that the three of those would uh, would easily play Super Rugby at the, the, the you know the, the top end of that. So they they are great athletes. And then Jamie Batty and Xander Ferguson too in the front row. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, for me, Jamie Batley's been outstanding since, uh, especially his last three weeks. Um, he's, he's played really well, uh, made massive shifts in his game. Um, and, and I've always been a fan of Xander. Um, you know, real pity that he got injured when he did. Can you uh, please see how well he's bounced back from that? Yeah, yeah it, it's, t- it's taken him a while to, to get back, but um, he's, a, he's a far more mature athlete. Know, soon to be a dad, life changes then. And um, no, it's uh, you know you always want more. In it. You know, I wish there was more Glasgow players in there, and uh, hopefully in the next couple of years there will be. Johnny Gray looks like a man possessed in in recent weeks. It, that seems to have been since he started on the bench for us and Scotland. Do you think that's benefited him in the long run? <laughs> yeah, funny enough, I was talking to him about it yesterday, and um, I was saying, you know, there's there's it, it happens. It's a, a rich tapestry of life. Is you know. Mm-hmm. I remember when Alan Wynn Jones wasn't selected. Oh, when I was at the Ospreys uh, for for a big game. It, you know, it, it happens. It it it. You know, you just see the end result of a player. You don't see the journey that they've gone on to be that player. And Johnny's reaction to not being picked for that game was being two man of the match performances. Forty-three tackles in one of them, <laughs> you know? and it's. Um, What's the most you ever made in your in your playing days in one game? I, I think it was forty-four. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's you know his reaction to that has pushed him on to a different level, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, he's, uh, he's he's incredible, absolutely incredible, not just as a player but as a person. So, we've um, really we in the last three games we've played three of the top eight teams in Europe and we've won differently to how we've won games before you as, your, as a forwards coach you've been pleased with Dave talks about brutality a lot is that what you've been pleased with what you've seen from these guys yeah I, I, I've been delighted with the forwards I have um, you know it's been uh, it's been a pretty long journey you mm-hmm. know and uh, to see them where they are now you know they've actually pushed themselves they, they, they've developed into a group where where they believe that they can win games themselves. You know, it's always been about give the ball to the backs and let the backs score. And now they they've got the 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 hunger to to do it themselves. You know, driving lineouts and stuff like that. So um, is it, there's a real intensity about them now, and I'm really really proud to to stand there and watch them, you know, develop and get better. Scott Cummings, one most improved player. His progression and his development almost manifest, not manifest almost represents the pack's progression under your time here as a whole would you say in terms of the shifts that he's made to his game kind of they represent what the whole pack has done 
Yeah, with, with, with Scott, um, you know, he's a real diligent kid. You know, he's, he's first through the door for his one-on-ones, always got his clips ready. He's, he's really clear on, on the areas he wants to improve. Um, and he's done that. And uh, it's, you know, it, it always is it's always a pivotal point in, in, in a, in a, in a person, young person's career is that when you get picked for that, that massive game, mm-hmm. when, you, when you get the nod to play in, in a big game when everybody's there, when everybody's fit, um, it's, it's sort of added as what it's done for Johnny, it's done for him. You know, so we've got two kids playing side by side who have benefited in different ways from, from the situation. Um, so, look, Scott, he knew what areas he needed to work on and he's, he provides that, you know, he provides that abundance. And he's, he's a different dimension for us in terms of the lines he runs, the athlete that he is. So, yeah, you know, delighted with him. Ulster, again, in the semi-final. They'll be a different animal to the one that came to Scotland a couple of weeks ago, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we know that. Um, you know, we, we, we played okay that day. Um, they, they didn't. I think by their own thing, they, they, they know that they're, they're, they'll be better than when they come here next time. But, it, you know, it's, it's a thing for us is that we know we could be better. You know, it's a huge, there's huge things on the line here. Not, not just, this, you know, this is about what we want to achieve. And uh, we all know what's, what's, what, what, what's on the line. And, uh, it's, you know, it's our, our desperation to, to be as good as we can be. If we're as good as we can be, then we'll be difficult to beat. So, you know, that's our drive. Loads has been made of the players that are moving on and Stuart Hogg coming to his final couple of games for the club, but yourself and Mike Blair, it's going to be your final games too. What would it mean to you to, to go all the way? Is that something, you're only human, it must be something that you've thought about and have you let yourself dream? Have you, do you find yourself feeling different going into these final two games or preparing for these final couple of games? Should there be another one after the semi? Um, you, you, you think about, well, this is my last game at Scotland. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think about that for a little bit, but it's then, you know, you're such a, a small part in this, and it's, you know, you, uh, naturally as a, as a coach, you you want to win, you know. It's people, players always think that that um, selection or some players think selection is personal. <laughs> it ain't. You'll pick whoever it is that you feel is going to win you that game, and personal feelings do not come into any of that. So, and it's the same with us. You know, we're we're small parts in this. This is, you know, it's, it's about the players, and we want to get to, we want to get to Celtic Park. We want to be there. We want to showcase, and we want to win. You know, and um, at the end of that, we'll sit down have a few beers and uh, and move on. I put you on the spot. Two years playing at Scotstoun. Is there a particular game that you you're going to look back most fondly here at this stadium? Uh, I tell I tell you the one that um, it was the Scarlets this year mm-hmm. at home where Alex Allen got sent off and um, and we managed to dominate up front and uh, we by down to seven men and I thought that was a real real turning point for us I think you know we sort of got some some real belief that okay perhaps perhaps this this is something we you can saw do that as a point in the season yeah I think so I think it was it was pivotal you know the, the team they brought up the team that we had we we were always of the opinion that International boys, we're going to stay away. We're going to back what we got, and um, and, and they they delivered like they have nearly every single time. Scotland end up playing Wales at this World Cup. How are you going to feel then? Where's where's your allegiance going to be? <laughs> um, it's 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 such a difficult one, isn't it? In terms of 
my like I, I, I finished yeah so my allegiance is then with Wales mm -hmm. but it, it's about personal relationships I said that when I came up here when I when I came from Wales come from the Ospreys I won't I won't say to Glasgow or Edinburgh in that first year anything on them because I have an allegiance to them just because I left I'm not gonna just spill the beans this is what they do yeah so I'll still have uh, I still have allegiance to to those Glasgow players I will the likes of Johnny and Ryan and Fraz and and, and Ali and you know all of them I still have allegiance to them because uh, I probably that, that allegiance will stop when I <laughs> when we both go for the Grand Slam next yeah. year <laughs> when Johnny's stealing Welsh line out she'll hate him get rid of him yeah so yeah. the official <laughs> Glasgow Warriors podcast interesting insight from John there and the club was able to confirm his replacement earlier this week with John DL joining from Scotland Sevens Adam Hastings was this week voted the Guinness Pro 14 Young Player of the Season. Him and Sam Johnson are both involved in Gregor Townsend's Rugby World Cup training squad, and I took them out for a coffee earlier to discuss life in general. Jack and Ashy with the weekly Glasgow Warriors podcast. Well, to be honest, it's usually, I mean... Squeezy, Nick Grigg. Yeah, Squeezy. He's put it on the main group every day off. It said this morning, paper cup, 10 a.m. To be honest, my usual go-to dinner, dinner and breakfast boys are Sammy, Ali Price. Used to be Hugh, but again, he's been wifed up. What is wrong with you boys? They're just, honestly, you just chain them up and keep them in the house. It's ridiculous. When you know, you know, Adam. You'll get there one day, brother. <laughs> um, used to be Hugh. Yeah, they want a part-time girlfriend. <laughs> I really want a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want a girl. Maybe September, because I've met the girl of my dreams cold in the winter time you know um, no right just we're stopping shows how this. shallow he no, is as listen. a human being no right um, <clears throat> then we usually go to Ollie Kebble he pops out every once in a while he's alright um, Arge Alex Dunbar but obviously he's, he's down at Newcastle now there's a few of us Hoggy actually recently I've seen him quite a lot because he's been uh, stuck in the, village. in the village at the moment he's selling us house we're all buying houses aren't we so I, I just bought a flat, Sammy's still looking, unfortunately. I'm in the process of trying to get one. Um, Closing date Friday. Closing date is to TBC, uh, but probably next week I'm I've just trying to sort feeling. it out. It's such a, such a stressful process buying a flat, especially in the West End, Jack. It's expensive. 17 people were looking at this flat over the weekend. It's, just, it's not How good. many offers? You put in a couple offers on other ones. I've, I've been rejected twice. Um, sad times. It's really you get emotionally involved it's when it comes to trying to get a market. flat. Although it's better here than Edinburgh, mate. I think Edinburgh's double the. So look, come to Glasgow. It's brilliant. Uh, Cheaper houses, nicer weather, better people. Better people. Well, come on, I'm from Edinburgh. I know that's why I said so better people family, in Glasgow. Thank you. Well, I'm glad we didn't grow up in bloody Brisbane, mate. Cause Ipswich. Someone. Where? Uh, nah, I came through a couple of times. Used to have family friends through here. Oh, I still do. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I came through a few times. But you know, I grew up in in Edinburgh. But I have to say I'm an, an adopted Glaswegian now. I feel like I've gotten more Scottish. My voice, especially after living in England. When did you move to England? Two years ago. So I was two years after you, Ava. Two years after me, yeah. But like when I first joined Glasgow, Sammy 
what we call it, he's got a resting bitch face. So he was almost, I was a bit scared of him, to be honest with you, when I first joined. Every time I tried to speak to him, he'd just be giving me this kind of look like that. And it was intimidating, but then I soon found out he's a big softie. And, um, oh, I just thought you were posh. You thought it was too good for everyone else. I was thinking, oh, this bloke, I'll tell you what. But now we're best friends. <coughs> you used to shout at him. Used to tell him what to do. Yeah, but no, that's the other way around, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's the other way around. the tables of town. Oh, I've taught him everything he knows. Um, but yeah, so now we're best friends. He, won't, he, do, he doesn't say we're best friends, but we are. Um, what did Matt Smith have to say about that? Matt Smith is no friend of mine. <laughs> well, he is now because he's letting me live at his house with his missus. But, um, I'll be moving out soon. But I think he secretly wants me to stay. Me and his dog are best mates. Um, so yeah, I've actually got a lot of best friends here, isn't I? Oh yeah. So, so you think? Did you live with? I lived with uh, Greg Peterson <clears throat> when I moved here. He was at the World Cup when I got here, um, and when I signed, I think we got we both like got announced at the same time. And I thought, oh god, like I hope I live with this guy because he was a shame. You didn't uh, know? Didn't know. Him. Um, originally, he was going to live with Grayson Hart and Hugh Blake, so I was freaking out. But then they couldn't get a three better, so I secretly was like, what well, does he know that? He yeah, he knew that knew Grayson from um, when he was at the Tars, and then yeah, lived lived with uh, Greg Greg for what two and a half years or so. Um, yeah, really good. He uh, he was the adult, I was his child. Um, he was just he just knew what to do. He had been lived out of home for a while, and you know was yeah smart and knew how to talk to people. And wife now Tess, she moved over uh, at the start of 2017. Um, they weren't married yet, but they were getting married. And then, obviously, when they're starting to get married, yeah, the offspring needs real. She she was an absolute legend as well. Used to her bargain of the um, rent was to cook dinner, and she was oh, some of the best meals I've ever had. Um, but now now I'm by myself in a flat, and then Ailey Ailey comes really around, so we basically see each other every night. And if I don't see Ailey, I'm usually with I'm Adam. the first man on the phone. <laughs> um, Getting a bite to eat, or all by myself, and you're right. You're not right cook now. Are you still? No, no, I'm, I'm, I can cook fine. It's just a. Uh, can you? Yeah. Uh, should go to carbonara. <laughs> can I, carbonara before pizza? Oven um, Before night for the game. Are you uh, salads during the week then. No? Salad. Good at salad. Good at fried rice. Good at uh, meat and veg. Good at meat and salad. Nice, bro. Just safe, eh? Nothing too exotic, just safe. What about you? I'm a bit of a sushi man, actually. This year especially. Buy sushi. Did never we went, make oh sushi. Oh, God, I've just spent more. When we went to uh, South Africa, we were smashing sushi. Did you go to South Africa? I was injured. No. Um, yeah, when we went to South Africa, we were smashing sushi. and Got into my sushi and wine. I think I'm a bit of a... Well, I like my wine, my red what? wine. I mean, I'm not saying I drink it all the time, but... Uh, yeah, spread. Uh, there's different types. Um, I think Ollie Kebble tells me to go for a, a South American or a South African wine. They're the go-tos. Maybe an Australian, actually. But, um, Australian's white, isn't it? Can you not get Australian red? No, I'm sure you can get Australian red. Well, I only like my red wine, not my white wine. Eh? I like uh, rosy. But, uh, aye, so got into my sushi there. I'm not that big a fan of steak. We went for a steak the other night. I didn't actually enjoy it that much. Eh? It's just, I find it hard to get down. Eh? It fills me up real quick as well. More of a carb beat, I like carbs. Like carbs? Yeah, or some deep fried chicken. Do you have to. What's your metabolism like? Do you have to. Uh, 
It's probably a bit better than yours, though. It's about four times better than mine, yeah. unfortunately. Um, Eats whatever he wants and does whatever he wants. Don't don't train for a month and then rocks up and runs a PB Bronco. It's not nice. It's there annoying. George Hyde, probably, he's, he's pretty hard Paddy working Kelly. to be fair. Paddy Kelly, just a lot of the smaller backs um, get away with it a bit, I don't know why. Hoggy's similar to you, but he he could balloon pretty quick, but he can also lose it pretty quick. Um, Tommy Seymour, he's pretty ripped. Fair. Pete Horn is Pete shredded. Horn is next level ripped. Uh, Stafford's ripped. Stafford, yeah. So basically, Sammy's the fattest centre, I think that's what we're getting at. Well, you're playing well, I'm not mate. fat, I'm big boned at him. You're playing well, mate. Thanks, bro. How do you think this season's gone for you? Oh, a slow start. Uh-huh. Um, Just because of injuries? And- yeah. Um, didn't actually play basically until the new year, did I? Uh-huh. And then I've been non-stop since. Nice, bro. I think, in a good I think you've been going well, mate. Well, thanks, bro. Yeah. Do say so. You've been going well. Played well for Scotland. Oh, new experiences, eh? Did you enjoy that? Loved it. And you'd say you're, you know all the words to fly around Scotland, though. And you're My Australian, check, you're Australian I'm heritage. Australian. I'm, I'm, I'm Scottish. Nice. I'm Scottish. Did you um, say you were a Glaswegian, though? I'm a Glaswegian, yeah. What, what was that phrase you were saying during the Six Nations? I don't know. <laughs> Escape my mind. some crops and raise a family. Can you do it, please, with your accent? It's, it's horrific. He's, that's all he said. And he kept getting laughs. Honestly, he said this phrase for about two months before I've come to grow some crops and raise a family and I think it's off Braveheart my best mate came over to visit and that was October when yeah. I was first sort of I got picked for the November test or whatever and then got injured and every time he'd say it to someone he they'd give him a laugh and it was doing my actual head because I must have heard it about a hundred times and all these people were saying it hearing it first time and they were actually giggling is that, is that jealousy though that Sam was more liked <laughs> no no he wasn't more like. well he probably is too did it's because I'm normal, he doesn't Adam. speak, though. But that's because everyone was scared at him first, because it's this resting faces, guys. You did scared say that when you first showed up, you didn't speak to him. Yeah, yeah I only... Like no, when I, you weren't here. Oh. When I first rocked up, I remember, like, I got Netflix for the first time. Didn't really know what Netflix was. And then um, put it on my phone. And it was during the World Cup, and I was injured, so I was always by myself doing rehab. And I just, like, would sit and just watch it and just not talk. 21 just because I didn't well, how know how old are you 22 22 but yeah I just didn't know like it's tough though especially oh, it like is pretty moving tough. countries and like you don't know anyone I used to get homesick from like if I wasn't at home if I was away from home Friday Saturday night as in like, like at a mate's house or whatever well, as in here though no 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 back in the show oh right I used to get homesick all the time so but three nights away from home you didn't like not yeah not unless it was on holidays or something like that, that yeah. how long did it take you to feel properly Oh, probably, like probably, um, <laughs> probably after that first year. That first year was, you know, adjustment or whatever you want to say, learning. And then um, after that, it was pretty sweet. Now it's all good. Here forever now, Jack. You reckon? The latest from Scottston, the weekly Glasgow Warriors podcast. Head coach Dave Rennie was in Dublin on Sunday for the Guinness Pro 14 awards dinner and to launch the semi-finals, and he spoke to the media there. Have a listen to what he had to say. This is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast. Dave, we'd love to have you in our sights all year. Um, 
on the basis that we're going to ask you this question. What does the brutality mean? Where did you get it from? Where does it come from? And how come you appear to have reinvented the wheel with something as simple as let's be talking? Just tell us a bit what it is or what you tell your players to um, oh no, I guess we talk a lot about it here because I think traditionally uh, Glasgow's been a, an east-west side, so obviously play a flamboyant style of footy and can run around teams and I think defences have improved so much now and ability to fill the field that you need to be able to go through the middle of teams to shape defences and and so on and so to generate quick ball from that you need brutality and by that I mean um, support players winning races in sharp shoulders to eliminate threats off their feet and so on and so on and so it comes down the speed of our ball comes down the quality of our carry and the speed of our support players in there to I mean that obviously a nine getting there really quickly and playing at a tempo that's difficult for the defence. So, so um, you know, so that that sort of game allows you to bring brutality and uh, you call it what you. I mean, it's a, it's a terminology we use. Whether you call it physicality or or whatever, but um, it's it's an important part of of what we're trying to do. Dan says you didn't link yourself to ground the Celtic or Rangers or anything like that. Dan says you, brought, you, 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 you had this with the Chiefs, was it? That, that this is where you first... In, in, and what, what was wrong with the Chiefs that you felt that they weren't brutal enough? Or, 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 or where was this coming from? Um, I mean, it's a combination of things, really. We've got... Um, you know, a lot like we've done here. We, as a group of coaches, we sit down and we talk about where we think our game's at. We look at the cattle we've got and the type of game we want to play and and what we think is key and um, so it's the same reason it's, it's all around generating quick ball and trying to eliminate numbers off their feet so if, if you're slow into rucks in the modern game especially now, more now is often a tackler will make a tackle and no one else goes through a ruck or they, they go have a lick in and then they pull out quickly. Um, but if you can, if they're in, and you can get in quickly and eliminate them off the feet, now you've now you've only got 13 defenders or 12 defenders or or whatever. So um, it's been working for you in Pro 12, and you know it worked for you in in, in a Heineken Cup because you actually qualified for once. You know a Scottish team got through. Will this happen at the World Cup, or, or is it, or, or does it step up to international level? Could it potentially step up to international level? Oh yeah, like I think um, you watch a lot of teams. I mean, the All Blacks are pretty good at it because uh, they've got a lot of guys who've uh, played that style for a lot of years. So um, yeah, yeah, I like it. It's, uh, it's just it's a focus for us. Um, lightning quick ball is massive because of the type of game we want to play, and and gives you the ability to stress some of the big teams with big forwards and and so on. So I mean, we're very fit. So, you know, that, that plays into our hands, um, our ability to build pressure and go multi-phase and ask a lot of questions. So, um, yeah, I mean, you obviously you've got an opposition trying to stop you do that um, each game as well. So, uh, it's, it's a mindset and, um, yeah, important for us. How do you feel it's really come to fruition in the last few weeks? Look at what you did to Edinburgh um, a couple of weeks ago and Ulster early last month. You, you, you know, you, you can now play a, a forward-oriented game if you, if you really want it. Yeah, yeah like I, th I think we've made good shifts. I mean, Humps, I know on the off-season, um, 
did a lot of reflecting on where we were at as a as a pack, and uh, so I think our ability to drive and score tries now is right up there. Uh, we've got a very good scrum, um, and, and even when we've got players missing, we're still pretty effective in those areas. Our defensive mall, our defensive line out are really strong, and we've got some experienced players who help and lead the way there. So. Um, I just think it's a bit of balance to our to our game. I think we've got a better understanding of what we're trying to do. Um, you know, I just you know our our, our accuracy's improved, our patience is better. We're prepared to go more phases, and I just felt at times last year we'd we go three or four phases, and then uh, we'd turn it over by maybe um, yeah taking some options that went on. So so. Yeah, well, we're a better team, we think, um, with a better understanding of what we're trying to do and and a better skill set to, to highlight that, so that's where we're at. Can I ask you, how difficult has it been to switch from the, the Saracens defeat to keeping yourselves going? You know, I'm sure you've been asked, but also how important is it that you showed us that that's the aberration for winning silverware? Is that yeah. part of your motivation? Yeah, yeah look, I was hugely disappointed because we're, we're a lot better side than that and we knew it. and. And what hurts most of all was, um, and what we talked about as a group was, it was a lack of effort uh, from some people at key times. So, um, yeah, we were slow to get our defensive line organised, so we ended up really tight, got exposed. We were slow to get in position on attack, and uh, we knew they were going to kick a lot to us, and, and that there were opportunities to, to hurt them off our counter, but. Um, you know, we didn't work hard enough to get into the right position. So, um, yeah, on top of that, Saracens are a very good side. That they play well. We were poor, got punished for it. You know, so yeah. Look, it's there was a bit of poking in the chest going on that week. Uh, I thought we responded really well against Ulster um, the, the following week, and and likewise at Leinster away. And, you know, we're we're mindful that Leinster were missing <clears throat> a number of players, but so were we. And we found ourselves down in the second half, showed a lot of character to get back into that game and and win convincingly in the end. And thought we were really strong again against Edinburgh. So oh, we're, we're confident at the moment. We're, we're playing pretty good footy, good, good balance. I think the key is we're defending better. And the last three games have highlighted that you know, compared to that um, Saracens effort. Do you, to, um, do you have to win a trophy though this season, do you feel, for it to be like, a successful year? Well, I mean, it's, it's how everyone measures a, a season, and you know, you don't want to be talking about, yeah, look, we're, we're better, we've improved, and so on and so on, because everyone's improving. So, yeah, we've put a lot of work in to get to this position. Um, you know, you got to grab it. It's, it's down to four teams now, so and four good sides, and all capable of winning it. So, um, you know, it just cares about being the best of the day. <laughs>